Hey guys, welcome back to the Dugout Podcast. Um, today we're going to review the games from the week just gone. Well, three games. Uh, we got a Premier League from 2000s onwards. Liverpool uh, Liverpool United 11. Yeah. And then we're going to predict, try to, we're very bad at this. At the <laughs> we're going to try to predict oh, are, I'm not. <laughs> the games coming up. So should be a good episode. Should be lots of disagreement, which... I guess it's pretty fun to watch. Pretty standard for us. Yeah. yeah. Pretty confident, I tell you, boys. I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's start off with the um, predictions from last week. What did we predict? How close did we get? Um, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was going to pick Brighton over United, but I don't know why I picked United. Of course you are. Listen, listen, let's, let's not jump ahead here. Let's not, no, get no, to the meat. not. <laughs> let's not get to the meat before the vegetables. So oh, the first calm game. Down, calm let's, down, let's chat about it before we yeah. have our predictions. First of the three games last week was Leicester versus Brentford, season opener at the King Power Stadium. Um, we've just had a quick watch of the highlights again, refresh the memories. Yeah. What a game. Mm. What a game of football that was. Both Leicester and Brentford came out absolutely swinging. Um, obviously, Leicester looked stronger in the first half. Some absolutely fantastic goals too, as we've just yeah. seen. Mm-hmm. Um, Keenan and Dewsbury Hall. Oof, imagine picking him for a breakout player and then him starting the season <laughs> like that. Yeah, I did pretty good there, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now Tillmans, he's too good. I've been saying it for seasons now. I think he's too good for Leicester. Mm. I'm surprised that no one's picking him up. Like for season after season, like... It's just he's staying there, and I don't think it's because he's dedicated to Leicester. I just don't think the right call has come for him. Well, they want they want ridiculous money for him, and um, Arsenal. I think Arsenal will get him this window. They're uh, from all I've window. heard, from everything I've heard, they're just waiting to the end of the window because if he doesn't sell, if they don't sell him at the end of this window, he goes on a free next season, mm-hmm. and he wants to leave. Arsenal want him, and Leicester want too much. Arsenal is waiting. What they want, eighty? I think they want fifty. 40 or 50, but... That's not too much. That's not it's, too much it, it, it's not too much for Tillman's, but it's too much considering he has one year left on his contract and they can get him for free next season. Yeah. Uh, Money left on... Money left for 30. Mm, 35, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that fucking idiot. But <laughs> Money's also 30 plus, whereas Tillman's yeah, is... so young. Is mid-20s. Still yeah, early 20s, I think. 22, 23, somewhere around there. No, yeah, 24, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, mid-20s. Let's, let's, let's get... Oh, still let's young, back, 24. Let's fact check ourselves. <laughs> Today's day and age, like, plays in, yeah. like, prime to, like, 34. Yeah. Like, all the technology, the science and shit now. Like, back in the day, like, getting your 30s, your career's done, but... Yeah. It's a bit different now. 25 years old, you're a oh, wow. so It's almost like I know things. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what, what letters Bournemouth starts with. So. <laughs> what a dork. <laughs> so jumping into our predictions, <laughs> our predictions for last week. Scouse had it 2-1, Leicester. No. Um, Jack had it 1-0 to Leicester. Benny, you had it 3-2 to Leicester and I had it 4-0 to Leicester fuck so all of us were just completely we miles off the mark no way I was close. <laughs> it's 2-1 it's a 2 all draw and fucking Brentford scored two late goals so we're, we all were close they to scored two late goals but they definitely could have scored more they made yeah. three very good substitutions that mm. very much changed the game for them so mm. it's, it, was an inter- it was a really interesting game both from Brentford and from Leicester obviously we didn't pick Brentford to be flying up the table this season no. There was a bit of chat from us around their relegation status, but I think they've shown I will the signs say that, they've made. I will say that we didn't pick Brentford to do very well this season, but I think we picked Leicester, probably gave them a bit too much credit. 
because I don't think they'll do that well. They haven't. They have, have done nothing in the window. They look like if, if all all reports are correct, they might lose Tillemans. Mm. Matters is on on the way out to Newcastle by the look. Maybe yeah. if they pay the money, you know that Vardy's on his last legs. The Fafana offer from Chelsea. Fafana the offer wild from Chelsea. Ten million plus every single day. It seems they say no. It goes up by another ten. And if they don't get anyone else in, why mm. wouldn't they pay that? You know. So to me, if Leicester don't sign, I mean they still don't have a keeper. Who played keeper? No, for they him? did sign a keeper. I did see Smithies or something like that. Yeah, mm. yeah, rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't just because we don't know him doesn't mean he's rubbish necessarily. Mate, but I know, oh. mate. Went to school with him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh god. Inside of five minutes. <laughs> 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 no, nah, like even for father and his price, uh, I don't understand it. Like, what's he oh. ninety million or something? They eight, eight, yeah, they were eight, eight last time. Yeah, but, but watching I, him I in that game, him. he was fantastic. He was yeah, such a, a progressive and young centre back. Considering yeah. again, he's had a huge leg break injury. Yeah, mm. to come back and still be as good as he was, he was monumental against Brentford. Is he worth that though? No. Same as Harry Maguire is not worth eighty. No, but Leicester yeah. get big money for for good mm. players, decent players. But and they turn crappy centre backs into good ones because yeah. I was watching. I was like, wow, why did we ever let Johnny Evans leave? Yes, mm. well, I thought that for so long. He actually does look good for them, mate. <laughs> he, he's it, just a good centre back. Is that just a back three issue? Because I'm sure if you put Maguire, like when Maguire plays in England's back mm. three, he doesn't look like the same Harry Maguire as we get into. Did- Man United. You know what they say Brighton. about. So, you know what they say about back three, back five. You only, you only play a back three or back five if you've got shit defenders or shit goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. If well, they got it, Smithies and goal, mate. Yeah. So. <laughs> or Danny Ward. <laughs> yeah, they had Danny Ward. So I've mentioned it. Let's break. The, let's break the seal. Man United yeah, versus United Brighton. Brighton. Yeah. Um, Maguire, fucking hell! Mm. That first goal. I don't know what he's doing. He's running around like a headless chicken. And he leaves so many gaps open. And then when the ball comes in the box, he's nowhere to be seen. Like, he's in the box, but he doesn't even know what he's doing himself. Like, he is ridiculous in fault for that first goal. Like, I was watching it, and I'm like, how is he still starting in this team? Like, it's not like every now and then, but it's way too consistent this shit happens with Maguire. It's week after week he's an issue. And I've heard heard criticisms of Martinez for his performance, but... I will not hear it because the only reason, if at all, you would call him out on how he played is because he's doing the job of two centre-backs. Yeah. Actually, I actually didn't remember Maguire making much of an error in either goals, no. to be honest. It's, it's not personal error, it's positional error. It's because he, it. he leaves yeah. massive he, holes. Yeah. I, thought, I thought he just looked out of touch with Martinez. I thought for both goals, I thought that um, just the two of them together – just didn't know they didn't know which one like to me it was obvious Harry Maguire should have been the one up into Welbeck's back he trying was. to win the headers he wasn't he let him go several no, times he, yeah yeah he did that's what I mean like I, I think a lot of the game Martinez was the one that was man marking Welbeck because Harry had let because Welbeck just strayed away from Harry yeah. and gone to Martinez but I think just the two of them the communication was poor they didn't look that good together no. and they have such both of them have huge, huge faults in their game. Like Martinez physically is terrible, I think. Mm, it's CBS hard to be critical of him because he's just started, but his height is an issue. Well, Welbeck's not a bullying striker and he bullied the shit out of him. Yeah. 
And then Maguire's pace is obviously a massive issue. So for to have two centre backs and both of them have massive issues in their game each, different issues. I think it's a big issue for us. Yeah, and I was saying this last week too. Like Martinez as centre back is not going to survive in the prem. I think as as a CDM, he could do well because we've had a lot of, you know, you don't need to be physically strong in the Prem to be CDM. But as a centre-back with players like Halland, Nunes, even like Ivan Turney, Calvin Lewin, Harry Kane, the list goes on. Being 5'9", yeah. you're going to struggle. Yeah. It, it is hard to say. But I would say also it wasn't just the centre-backs. Our, no. wing, our no. left and right back invited Agreed. so much pressure on that back line that they were bound to make mistakes. I thought particularly... Um, Diego Dallo was yeah. a wasted man on that field. Every time we went forward, or if we did get forward down his side, the ball would just come backwards or it would hit a first defender and go out of play, mm-hmm. um, which is not what we saw of him in preseason. Preseason, he was attacking, he was overlapping, he was making the correct movements. Maybe it's that first day pressure at Old Trafford. It got to him, which isn't a good sign because he, he was at Milan two seasons ago playing in the San Siro and He's, playing his balls off. So. Yeah. It's cons- and Luke Shaw. I mean, ghost of himself, just, isn't he? I don't know what happened to him. He's just saying. I think a, what, what's happened to a lot of our players is confidence is low. It's in the bin for a lot of them. They all, there's. I mean, they've got personalities where they think they're too, they're better than they are. But they, you can tell that they play with their confidence in the bin. Mm. And that's what I think. Ten Hag's big thing he come out and said was that they need to believe in themselves a bit more and yeah. stuff like that, which I agree with. But, you know, they give off the persona that they they think they're very good and they're not the issue, Yeah, which d- makes it hard to back them, basically. Particularly in the case of Harry Maguire. Uh, from everything I see of him on the field, off the field, he's just a dickhead. He is a dickhead. I mean, it is harsh. And I've tried to not be critical of him in all the years, but yeah. like... His behaviour at the start of this season, after the season he's just had, he should be head down. Yeah. And he's not. He's, he's not, not taking all. ownership. No. He's not. There's no accountability. Like, even the video of him in the tunnel. Yeah. Get, and De Gea, him and, and De Gea arguing because he stood on the wrong side. How as a captain do you not Arguably. work out what side you're supposed to be on? And then argue with De Gea when he's telling you, just move over there. Yeah. Like, That's what he did to Brighton for that first goal. He was a fault for it. And he saw complaining to other people. It's like, bro, you're sprinting back and forth on 10 meter sprints for no reason. Like, stay in your position. You wouldn't be conceding the goal. But he's yelling at people. And I know, like, Martinez, um, he may have not been in a good position either. But at the end of the day, Maguire's a captain and he's a commander back line. And he's not doing that at all. From, From my memory, I thought it was Fred that was at fault. Fred's man was gross. In the first goal, Fred didn't track gross into the box. He no, tra- no. tracked him into the box and a ball broke off De Gea's save and Fred just stood still and tried to make a recovery nobody, challenge. Nobody tracked yeah. him. That's, that's how midfielders but that's, goals. To me, that's, that's like obviously the defending beforehand would, would have been Maguire's fault because they got the shot away. But for Fred to not track gross into the box and him to have a tap in, to me, that's Fred's mistake. Mm. You know what I mean? That's you can't just put it all on Harry. Like I think Harry's definitely at, at fault some, but you know Fred had an absolute stinker. That was a, oh yeah, that but, was a big mistake. And by no me. means am I putting it all on Harry Maguire. I'm yeah. just saying from a season where he should be starting stronger and yeah, proving himself as a captain of Man United, he he's not done it. Yeah, and so we what we were led to believe is things would change, and it hasn't mm-hmm. really. So it's, from that aspect, more so, I'm disappointed. But yeah, like Fred and McTominay, surely. I was Surely we never see it again. Surely that was a lot. They were horrendous. 
fucking terrible. It was so embarrassing to watch us not be able to get into an attack, which was a questionable attack. No doubt in that. Ericsson as a striker is a questionable tactic, but the link-up play we should have had didn't happen because we couldn't get the ball past Fred and Scott. And the Fred and McTominay thing, this conversation has been happening for years. Oh. And there's like that little hope about McTominay and Fred on this day, but it's all bullshit. And at the end of the I day, don't know whose sec tape McTominay has on his phone and threatens to release every week as to how he gets <laughs> on that team, but somebody needs to sort it out. It's know. so <laughs> gross. I think they both, I think individually they offer something. Like I think Fred by himself is tenacious wins the ball back well. He has that going from his energy. And I think McTominay by himself, his, his height, his physicality always goes in hard. He's, he's a good sort of runner. But together, they just do not work at all well. But even them individually, I've never seen them in a big game like that's a good game that from either of them, like if any of them playing. Yeah. Like, I've never seen them versus top six Europe or anything like that where I look no. at Fred and McTominay no. like that's a performance I'm not having that McTominay, because McTominay against Man City yeah, McTominay when we beat does him 3-2 that hit, he was he was big world class that yeah. one I game remember that one like, yeah, no, but, yeah but when do we play well it's not just exactly. them like we do not against big play six well teams. against big six teams or big games in general and I think I do agree they're a big issue but they always play together I think that they need to not play together. Mm. Each like they both have their qualities, they both have their flaws, massive flaws, but they need to be broken up. They need to be separated. So they need someone in there that can fucking play play ball. What's yeah. the solution? Jimmy Garner, Donny Van Der Beek, Christian Eriksen as a CDM. I'd, Christian Eriksen was yeah. Chris, as soon as he pushed back, yeah. we like actually got control but of the first ball. half. He had connections there. Yeah, from yeah. The back from the back four to the midfield. Yeah, obviously up to the front. He had connections when yeah. Eriksen was there. He didn't start off well. He shouldn't have played up top, really. Like, nah. if we just started Ronaldo, that breakaway we had when it was Rashi, Ericsson, yeah. and Bruno, like that, the fact it ended up at Ericsson's feet is fault of Ten Hag. And he has to own that because if that's Ronaldo on the end of that, we score the goal, momentum resets, and we probably go out and we get a result. Well, Ronaldo, when he come on, when he burst down the right wing and put the ball into Rashi, yeah, keep it saved. Or like Ronaldo looked spectacular when he did come on. He looked hungry. He looked aggressive. He looked like he has a point to prove, which is fantastic. By all means, give me more of it, Chrissy. But it, <laughs> we know. Yeah. it's like he's put himself in the shop window, mate. Well, that's fine. Put put yourself in the shop window because come Christmas, you can fuck off. Like I don't mind. Do you think he'll last? I think he'll. I think he'll go before the window shuts. Nobody's going to take yeah, him. No, Nobody wants he wants him. Champions League. He wants, to, he wants to go. He wants to go, but if he's going to perform, keep him. Who yeah. cares if he wants to yeah, go? If, if he, yeah, if he wants to go and doesn't want to play, fucking get out of the club. Yeah. But he put on a shift. Yeah. Starting, next, starting what, Sunday morning mm-hmm. for us. Start him, let him do yeah. his business, get a goal, get an assist, get hungry, get after it. Fire Rashi up because when he came on, Rashi evolved. He came out of his skin and looked alive. He had a couple chances that he had. He should have scored. Could have put away. Three. Sancho started to link up more. Those balls came into the box a bit more. Yeah, it. I've gone back and forth this week. It sucks. It's a terrible result to lose the way we did on the opening day. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure overall it's a bad thing because the promise, the changes that were made, the promises there, the players are there. Ericsson, like we've already said, fantastic when he moved yeah. deeper, linked the midfield up, brought the attack into it more. You think maybe Varane next to Martinez or in and around that back line. Tyrell Malassia came on and again was hungry, dirty. He wanted the win. He was willing to break legs for the win. I wish he got more minutes, to be fair. I think he only got two two minutes in the last two minutes of the game. Yeah. 
come on. But he was he was angry. He was after it. He was into him. Like, but uh, why? Is, you know, to me, when he the difference was when he come on. I was like, what? Shaw should be doing that. Shaw, you know, Shaw knows what it's like to play for United. He knows mm. what it means. Yeah. He should be a big head in that dressing room. He should be spurring on. Why isn't an eighteen-year-old Dutch left back we've just signed, who's coming in and spurring like he was yelling for them to like hurry up and take throw-ins? Like yeah. he, year looked so hungry. That just shows how bad the mentality of the yeah. squad is oh, because the every, no, like not everybody, like seventy percent of the squad has got that mentality. Yeah, and it's I don't know why they've got that arrogance about them, but they need humbling. Badly. I think yeah. a lot of it is Solskjaer. Like, in yeah. all honesty, it is Solskjaer. Because Solskjaer came into a fragmented dressing room and he had to glue them back together. He just had to do whatever he had to do to get them playing football again. Because under the end of Mourinho, we were shocking. We were terrible. And by doing that, Solskjaer got a second. Which, I think credit it's, where it's due. Yeah. Second in the Premier League. But we're paying the price for it now because their heads are up here, but their yeah. performances are down low. I think it was a mix as well. Like not just obviously Solska, he didn't do well with them, but I think what he did in, in sort of making them believe that they're a lot better than they are and just making them think they don't have to train hard and work hard and, and perform in a system because of that, obviously the performances dipped. He got the sack. Ranjit come in, who was very honest very brutally honest in all of his press conferences, calling out players left, right and center because they were all shit. Yeah. None of them played and performed. And he's basically said it how it is, come in, just told them that they're not good enough. It's just the, the two of those conjoining, I think has produced what it is the most te- toxic sort of dressing room. Yeah. I think we've seen for United for a long time. And I think the summer window next year is going to be very telling of that. Cause I can't see many of the players we've got now surviving it. I think yeah. the likes of Maguire, the likes of but Fred McTominay, they're going to leave the club. Have you heard yeah. like who we're looking to sign now after the, yeah. you know, the, the yeah. audacity of our board to, to then after losing to Brighton, try and bring in Adrian Rabio and Arnautovic. Rabio, I don't mind too much. It's, I do not like his that head is no. his head is lost, but I don't mind. He's a world, remember he's still World Cup winner. He's, he's still in that squad. Shit. Oh, and doesn't he, matter. He's dog shit on the field, but he's also a terrible head in the dressing yeah. room. He's yeah, nothing he but that. trouble for you, they. Mm. His mum's his fucking <laughs> agent. Yeah. yeah, you know we need like players that are going to come in and lead us more than anything. We don't yeah. need another attitude driven little brat. Rabio is a bad signing. Yeah, terrible. Mm. I wouldn't care if we if we signed someone with half the talent of Fred and McTominay, but they were a good head in the dressing room. Just to bring that morale up, someone we need to start signing players who are leaders, who who come in, do the job, like Milner's, Hendo's, players like Noble. that. Yeah. yeah, Nobles. We we don't have anyone like that. Like Maguire's, who we lean on for our leadership, and he's not a leader. So we want an old English midfielder basically to come in and scolding, mate. Like, come yeah. back out of retirement. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I would. If you're watching, yeah, I would, wouldn't be surprised if. <laughs> If somebody is chucking the boots on, but look, let's not talk about United all night because I, I will get sad. No, again. But one thing I will say though, like first game of the season is probably the best time to fucking slip up. Yeah. I was thinking about that with Liverpool. Like I was drawing to full on first yeah. game of the season was probably the best thing that happened to us this yeah. season. Yeah. So I'll probably wake us up now. It's like fuck, we got to switch on. Well, that's exactly that's why I'm not. I'm sad. I'm upset because it's happened, but it's not the end of the world. It yeah. it feels like the end of the world. You'd rather it happen now than rather than in January. Exactly. Or it happens for six games in a row in the middle of the season when we started off stronger than we did. Yeah. So 
predictions wise for this one, none of us have got it on the nose, surprisingly. Damn, surely. Um, Scassy, you had it 2 1. Jack, you had it 3 2. Benny, you also had it 3 2. And I had it 4 0. All to United. I was close. You were close, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> back to back. Back to back big scores that have gone terribly. F- oh, actually, you know what? Leicester versus Brentford. I actually had it 1 0 Leicester. I read my United score wrong. So you're wrong. So either way, I'm wrong. I'm just not quite as wrong as, <laughs> okay. as I was. So the last game of the first round of the season, the the big one, shall we say, of the last three. Yeah. West Ham United at home to Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. What the performance. Highland, that duo is a bit fucking scary. Mate, Haaland. Just Haaland. I was thinking, like, the, the, the Bruyne-Haaland link-up is potentially going to be as dangerous as Gerard Torres, like, in that peak era. I agree. I can agree um, with that. Um, again, it the all difference could, is that City have other players that can do yeah. damage. Yeah, we relied heavily on yeah. Torres. Jerry. That's what was scary for me. I knew <laughs> I knew De Bruyne and Haaland would be good, but that is the it. way he moved with Foden, with Grealish, with Gundogan, like anybody who was in and around that area was dangerous with yeah. Haaland. Honestly, like, it's a pleasure to watch Haaland play. Like oh, it is so, so good. Like, obviously, you're bigging him up. It's one game. He, he did score two, but just the runs he made. Mm. Like, he could – if 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 the City players picked him out more than more than what they did, he could have had so many more goals. The runs he makes off the ball are ridiculous. He splits defenders left, right, and center, and he doesn't get – no one catches him. No. He didn't even take – the goal he scored, the, I think, the second one. Yeah. When De Bruyne fed it through, ridiculous goal, ridiculous mm. ball. Composure. But, I mean, that's bread and butter for De Bruyne. He does them all day yeah. long. Yeah. But Holland doesn't take a touch. No. He splits two defenders, has time to then loop around, yeah. come back onto his left foot, shape, and then finish bottom corner. It's mm. a joke of a run. As a fellow tall man with a man bun, I can say his <laughs> athletic <laughs> ability. You've said that. <laughs> <laughs> his athletic ability is so much more impressive than the little fast winger. Oh, like oh, being able to move that fast yeah. and hold yourself is ridiculous. Like, and the the way he runs too, it's so unorthodox. It's he runs like, like he's stomping. Don't yeah, want to be in front of him. He throws his legs running. forward. Like if you were in front of him, you would end up with boots yeah. in the back of your head. Well, like <laughs> injured like Fabianski. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what. What an incredible human being. It oh, sucks that he plays for Man City. Yeah. I was watching the highlights this afternoon and all I kept saying was, it's so terrible he plays for Man City. Yeah. Mm. Because I'm going to enjoy watching him and it yeah. means I'm going to have to watch more of Man City. And yeah. West, West Ham are no joke too. For him to tear them apart like that. Until Ariola came on and they gave away that first goal, they didn't look too bad. Yeah. They looked like it might be, like we predicted, oh, yeah. a, a sketchy yeah. draw. Ariola came on and immediately... Makes a foul, but he has to really. What what else can? Maybe if you've been in the game for half an hour, you stand up instead of diving in. But Mm. again, Harland just dangerous in the box. That game too shows how good the mentality is in that team too. Purely because they get a penalty, they give the ball straight to Harland. It'd be so easy for the Bronage to steal that ball and take it, or anyone else give it straight to Harland. That just shows like the mateship in that team. And even more so, um, I saw in social media afterwards, a lot of people were giving Grealish a lot of stick because Pep was talking him through a lot of the first half. And even he came out and he's like, yeah, he's my coach. That's what he does. Like, <laughs> what do you, why are you trying Football. to give me shit? And like, I'm getting angry at it. No, it's, I have one of the best coaches in the world yeah. and he's t- he's making me better at football. Like, 
That's the most stupidest call I've heard. Yeah, that, you think, that's funny. Yeah, what's the point of having the manager if you don't listen to him? Yeah. Oh, oh, run down the left. No, fuck you. Like, <laughs> just because he looks angry, he's just got that brummy face where he's always looking at yeah. you. Like, and just I focused. I thought he was spectacular too. The start of the second half, he made a run mm. and he beats four men yeah. and plays a one-two with Haaland and it just goes, but my gosh, it's going to be think, a scary season. Do we think this season is the closest City will get to having a chance of Champions League? Yes. Yes. Is it the closest they'll ever get? Yes. I think not ever, but I mean like up till now. I'm, yeah. I mean, it's only one game, but I'm tempted to say I think they'll win it, to be honest. Mm. It's early doors, but I mean, they can keep everyone fit. You look at the other teams in Europe, though. You look at, yeah. well, obviously, oh, we haven't there's, seen Real there's Madrid two other yet. for me. Well, we have seen Real Madrid in the Super Cup. We'll get onto look that good. after Bayern Munich again, open the season. Look good. They've got some quality signings. Graven Birch. Mm. Sadio Mane They've made some quality signs Even Dortmund You know No I mean they didn't look great In their season opener But they made some changes And they got some First team players on They could be A a dark horse I think Um, Even Roma are making Some good signings I'm not going to say They're going to win it But I think they could do well Well, I think they only qualified Europa this year Did they not Because they won The conference Mm -hmm. I I don't know I don't know I thought they won The Europa Yeah No just the conference They won Frankfurt won the Europa Yeah was the opposite way around but anyway yeah, yeah it's just it's tough the whole good thing about Champions League is so hard to predict because there's just yeah. so many good teams like look at Madrid last season in three games they were losing by a battering the last 10 minutes of like the 16 quarters and semis I think it was they turned them all around at the end of the game and won yeah. and then yeah so it's just it's a Lionheart winning mentality of that, that team was, and like, the depth now is terrifying <laughs> it is like even though I wanted Liverpool to win obviously but Madrid win that game. You couldn't be mad just because of the performance they had for the Champions League. But yeah, yeah, throughout the whole tournament, a whole tournament. Yeah, yeah, like if if I lost to anyone in that tournament, it would have been Madrid. So I was happy. Yeah, not happy. So you predicted City double, triple, treble, quadruple, uh, double. Ooh, I, only because I don't want them to fucking win what, a triple. What big two? two? <laughs> I really don't. Uh, a Champions League and Prem. Yeah. I know it's going to be hard. I know, I don't know. Liverpool are going to have a big say, but in, in either one. But I don't know. They just look so good. Mm. I just think, I think you know, we talked about their depth and how how much they're lacking and stuff like that. I really don't think they are. I think they've they've sort of done really well under the right. They just replaced like for like in in their forward line. I think mm. and and you know, Harlan for me is phenomenal. Like that's a huge pull. Like st- we talk about how good Sterling will be for Chelsea, Haaland's going to be levels above what Sterling was for City, I think. And then well, that goes without saying because they're completely yeah. different. Yeah, they're, I mean different they're roles. bringing in a left left back to uh, Sergio Gomez, Gomez from yep. Anderlecht, I think yep. it is, instead and of the Cucurella signing, which I think expected him to go out on loan, but Pep said no. We yeah. he's straight in the team, lad. Yeah, so, which yeah. I think I think that's super smart business by City because yeah, I think Chelsea got. Ri- like, just got fucking taken well, got, clean. They got they really defenders. Yeah. Oh, touching on the city, I'll go with Cancelo. Like, he was yeah. playing like a number 10, he was playing six, he was playing this eight, he was playing fullback. Fucking hell. There's it's, screenshots of that what? game where you look at the position of the fullbacks and they're centre mids. Yeah. It's Pep has that team playing. Yeah, they've been like, doing that for a while now. Yeah. Long time, but you can just see Cancelo now is in this peak. Like, yeah. yeah. And even Carl Walker. Carl Walker yeah, is Kyle Walker 30 plus and mid. still. Sensational, untouchable yeah. yeah. right back. Yeah, so dangerous, dangerous Scary. prospect city. Yeah. 
I think West Ham, we touched briefly on the first 15, 20 minutes, they were pretty good. Mm. Like they had they had City penned in. Came off firing. Yeah. Even towards and, the uh, end too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, yeah, unlucky with the injuries and probably unlucky not to score early. Yeah. Could have been a different game. But, yeah, City obviously with Haaland, De Bruyne, that link up. I think it was the second goal where yeah. De Bruyne just put, played it through. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a phenomenal pass mm. and oh, a phenomenal run. I wonder how many of them we'll see this season. Like very similar. Yeah. Hopefully that's it. Yeah, hopefully yeah. that's the only one. <laughs> that's a wishful thinking. Yeah. I mean, no. just on the on the double as well. We seen it last year as Liverpool fans. It's very hard later in the year to be able to compete yeah. at that level. Yeah. But like both competitions. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think they obviously have the best chance this year to do it, but it's yeah. We're only a game in. It's very hard to call. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's gonna, I think the World Cup will play a big part. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. right around the World Cup will be, well, it'll be middle of the season, won't it? Or mm. pretty close to middle yeah. of the season. You yeah. Know, you're going to lose players and then playing catch up with those players because they, mm. they never get fit because they're always catching up from the World Cup. Yeah. It's going to be interesting coming into the end of the season. That's, it's that's, the teams yeah. with the players who aren't going. That's so Liverpool. Harlan's not going. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. City have Salah's not going Liverpool like, have yeah. a lot of players Not going mm. Which is good Because we're going to have A well rested team For second yeah. half of the season mm. well, Have you seen Klopp wants to do A uh, training camp In Dubai Yeah he wants to fly Dubai for yeah. the World yeah. Cup I think so, he should So that yeah. when the players Play If indoors. they don't make it To the final or whatever Which obviously Not everyone can Yeah They come and join the camp Yeah, yeah. So everyone's together I think that's great That's really It's very yeah. smart I, I imagine a lot of teams If not We'll be doing that. Yeah. But yeah, it makes a lot of sense to have that almost like mid-season comp, get everybody back on the level, obviously, yeah. and the hot weather training, the main yeah. reason why they go out there. And obviously yeah. doing in Dubai, they, the players that aren't playing in the World Cup can go and yeah. be with their mates still. Yeah, it's just keeping that like community um, mindset around the whole squad, keeping yeah, it together. Yeah. yeah. Should we push into the results? Yeah. About what our predictions were? So... Unsurprisingly, none of us had West Ham to win. So, Scouse, you had it uh, 3-2 to City. Jack, you also had it 3-2 to City. Benny, you had it 1-0, and I had it 3-1 to City. So, all in all, um, we won't go through our overall results for last week. So, obviously, as at the time of recording, um, we've only the second round of Premier League games. is going to kick off later tonight in about an hour or two. Let's go, Villa. So, we'll be, uh, <laughs> we'll be going through those next week on the pod. Um so what we'll do is probably every three weeks or so, I'll tally up all our scores and see how we're going predictions-wise. From the first week, we're not going aggressively <laughs> great. Hopefully one of us has got 10 right by then. Yeah. But, <laughs> Just um, warming up, mate. Yeah. Hopefully first we'll be able to, caught. when things settle down a bit, we'll be able to get a little bit more, um, bit more accurate. So for now, we'll leave that there and we'll yep. move into, as Jackie mentioned, Liverpool and Man United all-time 11. So obviously, as we said, this is coming out before this. Well, we're recording this before the second week, but... Well, not all-time 11. I think we're doing like 2,000 numbers. Yeah. 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 Who, players who we've seen, yeah. really. That's what we're from, judging. From our perspectives, because we're not like, going back and saying Georgie not, Best and... Yeah, and Kenny yeah. Dalglish. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're not old, old blokes just yet, to be honest. <laughs> Some of us can't even drink alcohol yet. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so kicking us off, Goalkeeper. Wait, wait, wait. So just so the um, listeners know, 442 or 433? 442. All right, cool. 442. Keep it simple. Keeper, it's obviously between three. It's Van der Sar, Smeichel, 
and um, Allison. Yeah, Allison. Wow, Schmeichel for me. Yeah, I vote Schmeichel. I go Vendersol. I reckon coming into modern era football, I reckon there's a big transitional part in that whole reasoning. And the, I feel like there's a lot more multi-dynamic than Schmeichel as well. So for me personally, I feel like he helped revolutionise goalkeeping too. So think, as a fan, I prefer watching Van I think for me, Schmeichel did that. Yeah. His, he bought the whole rushing goalkeeper, crazy wild arm thing mm. forward. Like yeah. a one-on-one in the box against Schmeichel, there's a reason why... People don't talk about it. It didn't yeah. happen. Like, he was out there and on him. And for me, he was, you know, Van der Sar, as I grew up, was obviously the, um, not the treble, like the 08 season. He was a big keeper there. But for me, Schmeichel was always the one I thought. Whenever I was in, forced to go in goals and when I first started playing football, I was a keeper. Yeah. It was all based on Schmeichel. Yeah. Well, obviously, I didn't really watch much in that. But when I did watch, it was just, yeah, for me, Van der Sar. Mm. I didn't get to see Schmeichel a lot, to be honest. But, the few games I did see and just reports on how good he was is why I back him. I think every United fan basically will say that Schmeichel was better than Van der Sar and player. Um, I watched a lot of Van der Sar. I thought he was good. He was unreal, unbelievably good. But, yeah, he had his faults, I think. You know, he wasn't – he was good. But, yeah, I think Schmeichel has to be a shoe in for me, to be honest. What about you, Jack? Well, I'm going to argue for Allison, hmm. um, And you probably – could probably use this argument for a lot, but when we think about the strikers that are around now, I think they're a lot better than what they were back then. Yeah. Mm. And whenever someone goes one on one with Allison, I'm not scared. To be honest, like I'm, I'll probably still I'm, stick I'm, yeah. with who I chose, but with Allison, I understand because his whole time at Liverpool, I can only name two faults he's made. Mm. Literally. Besides that, he's been immense. Yeah, I, I somewhat agree, but I would say this. If we're going to go ahead and say that, you know, because the, the modern era players in any position is a lot better than it used to be. Mm, yeah. I think, um, you know, you, I think we have to look at what they've won and what they've achieved in their careers as well, you know. And for me, Schmeichel has won and achieved a lot more than what Allison has. Yeah, but it's obviously because Allison's still playing, <laughs> so it's hard to say, like, longevity and trophies and things like that. I think... Yeah. The best, I think we should try and, well, but at the goalkeeper, decide on what we're basing this off. Are we basing off like the player at their best? Yeah. Yeah, because I think if we go to trophies and longevity, it's going to be too tricky because all United players that we'll pick are going to be from the past. All Liverpool players we're going to pick it be from the present. And it's yeah. hard to pick players yeah. that are still playing. Oh, yeah, well, we I'm didn't not, make it. Yeah, I, I, I rate Schmeichel and I rate Edward Menesar. I think they're both. Yeah. Mm. I think we need to make, so. make a decision on it because right, we're at keeper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just go off, go off their prime as who. Yeah, so off, like, off prime, who will go? Who are you picking, Allison? Yeah, probably Van der Sar because I never saw Schmeichel play. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, not Schmeichel. Enough, and the only knock against Peter Schmeichel is, of course, the fact that he played for Man City. Yeah, <laughs> disgusting, criminal, but yeah, club legend, fantastic goalkeeper. I reckon Allison would become better than Van der Sar. I know about Schmeichel. I never watched him play, but. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've seen. I think, I think that's still playing. Yeah. That's a good point too. Like, I mean, I did just say we're going to go off who we've seen, and I have not seen enough of Schmeichel to really put him in here. But it's Schmeichel. Yeah. You can't for me. You can't not. So, well, yeah. goalkeeper is one of the positions where I'm like, I don't care because they're all yeah. fantastic players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think you could put any of the three in. Mark mm-hmm. Bosnich. Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jesse Dudek. I was going to say, uh, my random <laughs> shout was Jesse Dudek. For me, when I think of Liverpool goalkeepers, I think of that Champions League final really? where he's dancing around like a spacco and like <laughs> Jesse Dudek for me oh, is up Pepe there. Rainer. I reckon that performance from the 45th minute onwards is one of the best performances mm. I've seen from a keeper. Yeah. Like that double save he made against Shevchenko. I could talk about this game all night. <laughs> <laughs> like that it's was. Went on, right, right back. That game was beautiful. <laughs> no, right, okay. right back. Uh, so, Wait, Schmeichel? so Schmeichel, I think. Schmeichel, yeah, we, we I'll, push Schmeichel. I'll record it on the phone. So we have uh, a little yeah, yeah, yeah. Right back, I'm going to go Trent. Yeah, yeah, I'll go so Trent. It's rather Trent or Neville. Yeah, Trent, Trent smokes Neville. Well, no one wants to be a Gary Neville. Not smokes, but Trent <laughs> better than Neville, yeah. Mm. No one grows up and wants to be a Gary Neville. <laughs> 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 well said. <laughs> um, centre-backs. centre-backs First one Yeah I mean I, didn't, go, I didn't even say anything But I'm going to say <laughs> Can I just start with saying Are we going on a partnership Or are we going on a No s- individuals Individuals, individuals okay, cool. I reckon Otherwise it would be Virgil and Matip So <laughs> 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 Nah for me it's the two roles Royce's Rio and Virgil Yeah that's what I've had I, I I'm going to say Virgil's in there Because yeah. I've seen I've you, seen so much of him say. I've never seen anything like it but yeah, I, I would probably agree to be honest. Rio, I loved Vidic. Yeah, I fucking loved watching Vidic. It's play. so hard for me to choose between Rio and Vidic. Yeah. It re- like for me, honestly, I'm gonna. Th- I would say just every time different. I think of Vidic, I just think of Torres bullying him. <laughs> I've never seen. No, I'm saying this because I've never seen a striker bully Virgil. I've never seen a striker really bully Rio. Like Vidic will get caught off every now and then. Rio and Virgil, I feel like the whenever I know the, I know the game you're talking about. Too. Whenever I think of Vidic, I think of him playing with that broken nose yeah. and just the Serbian fucking big bollocks hanging out of the shorts as he's just bullying people <laughs> around still. Like, yeah, he's our captain. He's our leader. He's um, he could probably come back now and still do a better job than anyone. We oh, got who would you rather in your know? Would you rather Rio or Vidic? That's Vidic. what I mean. I'm gonna say. Vidic. Yeah. Yeah. Vidic. So at, at this current time. Uh, yeah, Vidic. Yeah. If, yeah, if we were needed a player right now and we had you got Rio on one so phone no line and Vidic on the other. Will you choose Rio in the XO? Yeah, I think talent wise, Rio has to yeah. be in there. But yeah, talent wise for sure. Per- personal preference, the player I liked more was Vidic, just because he was no not like the man was scary. Like he just fucking just dominate and he would scream at everyone. Like he was just mm. Coordinator, he was the hub. He was a mm. leader. If you're a United fan, it's it's very hard not to put him in. I've, I've yeah, it really yeah, like, good. between the two yeah. of them, you can flip a coin to be honest. Because yeah. also yeah. Rio Ferdinand is a He's fantastic, a sensational one of a type footballer. Well, yeah, everyone like, calls Virgil Rolls Royce, but Rio was the yeah. first player. Yeah, Rio is the one who took that and made it. Like yeah. talk about modernizing centre backs. Rio Ferdinand has to be mentioned for yeah. how long he played and what he did in all those teams. He went from a bullshit. English centre back, tall, big, win your headers, and he developed that. We started in midfield, didn't he? I think originally when he was sure, youth, yeah. Pretty sure at West Ham was it? I think West Ham he began. Yeah, and he started in midfield, and then they they converted him to centre back, and then he come in. How many goals this season does a partnership of Rio and Virgil concede? <laughs> <laughs> Ten. I tell, you, I tell you what, I reckon they fucking almost score as many as they can yeah. see because yeah. they're yeah. aerial threats. It'd be yeah. right up there with Terry and Carvalho. Yeah. It's like yeah. not yeah. conceding a lot of goals, Joel. I think. I just seen a video on Carvalho, actually. What a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got Virgil and Rio. Was, we're pretty, yeah. pretty much yeah. sold on that. Let's sh- shout out to you, Nemanja Vidic, yeah. if you're watching, mate. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> we love you. Left back. Um, for me, Patrice Evra. Patrice Evra, it's hard not to say anybody else for me. I've got to go Robbo. Yeah. I was Robbo, he, he gets 
he's I think he's like second most assists for a fullback in history, but not because of his attacking. Like people say, oh, but Trent with his defending, like Robbo is yeah as immense as a defender there's, as he's an no attacker. There's no question in Robbo's defense and he's non-stop tactics. running, non-stop assist, non-stop link-up play, non-stop defending. He's a captain for Scotland. He shows that in the Liverpool team. Like he commands just as much as Virgil in that back line. So for me, it has to be Robbo. Yeah, I obviously agree. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going Robbo. He's just relentless. Like just the as we've talked about the modern fullback in recent uh, podcasts. Yeah, he's has to. Whoa, he's running. I just can't believe. I just can't believe it. It's not like he's it's, run, it's, it's, it's not, sprints. It's, it's not, not just running to run either. Nah. Like he's covering, he's running for plays, he's running to make tackles, interceptions. Like he is relentless. Yeah. It's sprints as well a lot of the time, it, it seems. Yeah. It's not like he's jogging to a position. He's, yeah. He's, he's probably like Vidic for you guys. Yeah. Not in terms of he's going to smash someone, break their legs, but. Just that it's hard not to like it. I like yeah. I like Robbo, to be honest. I like watching him. He, he's like you said, he's he's a leader on the field for Liverpool. I find I mm. think he's a, you know, he's a big personality for him, as well yeah. as being ridiculously good on the field, quality wise. For me, it would be ever, but I can see the Robbo shout. So I'll I'll concede because it's going to be two v two. I can see Robbo. Bastard. Robbo <laughs> left back. Do you want to talk about Ever? I mean. I don't he think still he, I think Ever yeah. goes without saying. Yeah. Like he's just well, and he took that role. He's a club man through and through. Like Robbo's yeah. a leader, but Ever is a club. Even to this day, yeah. he's still he's still Man United through and through. When he went to Juventus, he went because he had to, not because yeah. he wanted to. Um, again, all the things Robbo's good at, I believe Ever was better. He's defensively his work rate's massive. But going forward, he is instrumental. Yeah. Like he was right on the pinnacle where left backs. And right backs really started to do that movement. Obviously, him and Giggsy, the partnership of a lifetime. I don't think we'll ever see a left back, left mid partnership quite like it. But yeah, for me, everything Robbo's at, Ever does better. Yeah, but I, I agree. But I would say I'll just say because Robbo's second most assist in history, and then you yeah. say that Ever is a better attacker, but stats prove yeah, but otherwise. I would, yeah, I, it's, it's I, style I of play based that. in that case, like. Ever wasn't whipping balls and he was making that work down the line and cutting the ball back so it might get cut back again. Like no, I do like Ever. I would say he's top three in my eyes that I've seen in the Prem. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I think um, I agree with the fact that I think Ever, from what I've seen, Ever was better in most aspects of, of the game. But I think he didn't just didn't put the numbers up that Robbo put, which for me, you know, numbers are a big part of it. Robbo, mm. obviously Liverpool, the way Liverpool play – they attack so sort of vigorously with their fullbacks. Robbo and Trent both get ridiculous numbers because they just whip balls and they, they their passes from deep are ridiculous. And Ever didn't offer that. It, mm. but not just because he couldn't. Like I think he could have. Yeah. But the way we played, we it had gigs. Yeah, it we wasn't had, conducive to we that. Bex. We had other players that would whip that would do other things. So yeah. I, think, I think you've got to throw Robbo there. Yeah. But even like Robbo is defending too. Like we always say, Trent gets called out. Robbo never gets called yeah. out. And he no, does yeah. the exact same job as Trent. Yeah. So well, who, a, who, who, for you then, who's better, Robbo or Trent? As a Ooh. footballer, it has to be Trent. Yeah. yeah. If you're going off so, a footballer, by yeah, far, a, Trent a, is a, a far back, better technical. Well, I'll say Robbo. He's got, okay. he's got every aspect of the game for a fullback. I think that's but great. as a footballer, it has to be Trent. Yeah. 100% Trent's technique and everything that. is so much better. But yeah. as a wingback, there's no question. Trent lacks big in one area. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so let's move on to the midfield then. It's going to be a bit of a funky one. We start with <laughs> left mid, two centre mids. Right mid. We'll start with the right mid. Yeah. Swap Seller. the sides. Salah. I. It's not that I'm discounting. I'm going to put him more as a forward. For me, Salah gets one of those top two places. So my right mid shout is David Beckham. The oh. original number seven. He's good. Oh, no, he's not just good. He's an amazing, fantastic player. <laughs> yeah, I, was say, that's exactly. I feel like I feel like just to push Salah as a striker is just yeah, tactically doesn't work. Also, in the formation doesn't work. I feel like you still got to put him right mid. And for me, there's just I think it's not just in United Liverpool. I don't think there's been a better right mid winger than Salah in the Prem ever. I mean, numbers don't lie. Mm. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I'll I would, concede. I'll Salah's going to make this team somewhere. If it has to be here, I would go Ronaldo right mid for me. <laughs> no, isn't he? Season he played right mid for United. Yeah, he did. was a joke. Yeah. He was a fucking freak, and I that's what I'm going off because I think he. To me, I wouldn't put him striker. I think we've got. I think we've got a pretty good pool of strikers to choose no, from. No, I was going to put Ronaldo left. I was, he's in my team, but he's well, left. he's never really played left for United. Well, he played a little bit left for United Just back in the day, moved, but yeah. the only mm-hmm. time he really played left was when he went to. Real Madrid. But didn't he win the Ballon d'Or playing left? This season for, for a left? No, I think he played right. He played yeah. right mid for us when he won it. I'm, I'm pretty certain. Might for be his left. You're going to hate he my won the Ballon the left. Because yeah, it was him and Neville that were the interchange. Like him and Neville. Because Giggsy was our left. Yeah, Giggsy's always Neville, been our left. Yeah. And then we had Tevez and Rooney. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look. I, I wish, wish those days came yeah. back. I think for the sake of this, picking this team, Ronaldo is one of the two up front. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's what I, I thought with anyway. If we're going to put Ronaldo as one of the top front, Salah's got to be right. To be honest, Ronaldo's not up front for me. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't put no, him up there. Like, up if, even if he was an option, I wouldn't pick him. Let's, I'm going to be okay, controversial. Salah, uh, Ronaldo's not even in my team. <coughs> he's not. Doesn't even make my team for me. You can leave, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love Cristiano Ronaldo. It, I understand what you mean. It's hard to separate yeah, how good no. he was in Madrid, and we, like he obviously yeah. he was fantastic at yeah. United. He won the but Ballon d'Or. He scored goals. He was but brilliant, but his brilliance he won came the Ballon d'Or. He's yeah. the only player in this list that will want, unless you pick Michael Owen for Liverpool. Michael, he's the only player yeah. who, who would have won the Ballon d'Or, yep. and you're not going to pick him. No. no, that's a joke. It's personal all-time eleven. And in a personal a one, if it's a full Man United eleven, he makes it. But if I've got to concede yeah. positions to other players, like you can't tell me he's above Ryan Giggs. Of one yes. season, one season performances, you can tell yeah. me he's above. Okay, of one season, yeah. But overall, well, we, are we doing it on prime at on, their peak? Yeah, prime on prime. Yeah, for me, Ronaldo has to be in there. That that too that that season he won the Ballon d'Or he was a joke he was better than that was he was better than any season gig so is he better than Mo Salah right now prime on prime in that season prime, Mo Salah's prime so what twenty Mo Salah's prime with Ronaldo's prime seventeen eighteen no for me I think very very close he's not but <laughs> <laughs> that's a biased opinion well, so is Ronaldo like top yeah, goals top assist in the league in today's competition like is hard. Not discrediting Ronaldo, but no. anyway, but let's what, not distract from what we're actually talking yeah, so about. Yeah, so the right, the right mid spot for me, I'll concede. If we're not putting Salah as a forward, Salah's right mid. Hmm. Okay, Ronaldo's I'm, still on the I'm team. Happy, yeah, I'm right happy. Mid. I'm happy to go with that. But then, yeah, push to. Are we pushing a left mid or centre mid? Well, we've brought it up. We've talked about it more. Yeah. than We did the right mid. For me, Ronaldo. <laughs> left mid. Left <laughs> mid. I mean, my shout's Ryan Giggs. So I go Ronaldo left mid. <laughs> You reckon Jack Markovic? Uh, <laughs> well, I'll put Ronaldo up top, so my left mid. <laughs> I feel stupid saying this now. 
Oh, fuck. If Liverpool comes out your mouth. <laughs> I've gone Skulls. Oh, wow. wow. Because <laughs> I, I wanted him, I, I feel like he should be in the team, but not in the middle. No. Yeah, he's on the middle of the park for me either. Yeah. Neither. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> so who are we choosing then? Well, Is it Ronaldo? It's got to be, got it's gotta be Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Wait, wait. Skulls definitely doesn't get in over him. Mean, touch on that. They'll go into like why Skulls and why Giggs. I mean, they go without saying. Like I said, Ryan Giggs is one of the most successful players of all time. Like, and maybe, you know, pre-Premier League, he was more prolific than he was post-Premier League. But when you talk about somebody doing a job for a team yeah, and doing it until he was 42, 43. The one unfair thing about yeah. gigs is that people look at his stats and degrade him because of it. But yeah. it doesn't, like his game doesn't show in stats. Again, it's the same as ever if we're talking stats in that he makes those things happen and maybe somebody else takes the assist. If, it were, yeah. if there was pre-assists, yeah. the assist before the assist, he'd have stupid numbers. Mm. I think they do that in the NBA. I think yeah. longevity yeah. and career-wise, I'd put gigs in there, but we're not going off that. In my, no. and in my opinion, talent and, and, and prime player mm. has to be Ronaldo. Ronaldo yeah, if we're talking from the Premier League, well, then yeah. yeah. That's why I've gone Skulls because yeah. he's an unbelievable player and I've gone Ronaldo up front. So yeah, it doesn't sound as stupid when you say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like for me, Skulls is a, is a rogue shack because he did play there. He played there a lot for some of his quality and that's why his numbers aren't as impressive when you go the Lampard, Skulls, Gerrard debate. Skulls yeah. doesn't have the numbers, but that's because... And to be honest, most of the Man United players don't have the numbers, but it's because the same as City have right now. Mm. When you look at numbers of Liverpool and City, all the players do it rather than a few of the players doing it. Yeah, Salah's like the only one that'll be high every time. Yeah. Obviously, Trent and Robbo for assists, but besides, for goals, yeah. it's Salah and then everyone else. Yeah. Well, our midfielders at the moment don't get numbers, really. No, there's no, no assists. They don't come from those wide areas, yeah, the no. central areas. No, no, no. But you, that's why you'll see the others getting... A lot more numbers. Yeah. Yeah. So right, Ronaldo in. So the two center mids. Throw some names out there. We've got oh, it's the, obvious the one. list I think it's, Yeah, I think it's between three for me. Yeah. I mean, there's one name that I'm sure gets in there without even looking. <laughs> I can see his head looking at me throughout the... Stevie, the Gerard, yeah. Gerard. He yeah, passes me, the ball. For me, I, I have to pick Gerard. Yeah. I fucking love watching it. As much as I hate to say it, I fucking loved watching Steven Gerrard Flipped. growing up. Yeah, I can say it because I watch him for England, so I fucking love him yeah. when he plays <laughs> in the three-line shit. My second one would be Roy King. That was me, Gerrard and King. Yeah. Same. I just chuck him in. I love Skulls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I, I always heard this Skulls Gerard Lampard chat, and I'm surprised it's not Gerard Lampard Kane. I think Kane. Well, it's English players. King? That's why. Yeah. No, oh, it's just because of Prem. No, Roy no, King. It's, it's just the English because at the time it was who do we put in that World Cup in squad? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's why Skulls ended up playing left mid. For yeah. me, I love which I, is why I put him there. Not as cheap. <laughs> again. I like, like I obviously love Skulls. I think Skulls is phenomenal, and I think. In the discussion of, of Gerard Lampard and Skulls in that England team, I think Skulls is a shout mm. because Gerard and Lampard are similar. Mm. But when you come to picking your, your two midfield in the, in the combined 11, I think I love watching Keane play more than I like watching Skulls play. Mm. Keane was just so ferocious, just so fucking just once again a leader, like that, that sort of impact player. He's just a unit. And he was always he'd always always played at like a seven out of ten, at least. Yeah. You know what I mean? He'd always be consistent. Skulls was a 
beautiful player, but yeah, I don't know. It's hard to p- miss him out, but yeah. I mean, the only other name that I would throw out there, and that's purely because he has to make this team somewhere, and I'm afraid nobody's put him up top, is Wayne Rooney. He's up top. He's, He's up, up top for me. Yeah, well, thank God. <laughs> right. so my, my shout is redacted. So that's why but. I was like, are we doing 4 4 2 or 4 3 3? Yeah. So doing 4 3 3 would have been in midfield. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but. Okay, I will, I will <laughs> yeah. shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I was going, but no, you just all right. ruined it for everyone watching. Well, yeah. no. I had to bring it up because if he's not in this team, yeah. well, it goes without saying. Then we move on to the forward line. Now, yeah. the first name we will put in there is Wayne Rooney because, Rooney. quite frankly, it would be blasphemy if he was not in this team. Yeah, agreed. <clears throat> well, the, can, can I just um, two more names I want honourable mention for the midfield is Michael Carrick. Yes, I thought he. Yeah, when he was playing, spin the shirt around. Loved watching yeah. Michael Carrick. What a hero! Awkward. What a hero! Shout out to Carrick Nibert. <laughs> what a legend! Um, yeah, no, for me, like watching him play, sort of. Well, as a Liverpool fan, I've modelled my game on Gerrard, mm. but watching him was also a joy. Like the way he pl- passes through the lines. Mm. I think he there was a year or two there. Where he got a bit of stick for passing sideways, mm. and he changed it back to what he what he could do, and he's so much better mm. when he does that. This this is probably a crazy shout as well, but similar to Busquets, I feel. Shabby. I don't think it's a crazy shout at all. I think I think they're on mm. similar level. Who? Carrick and Busquets. Yeah, I think it's Busquets is very underrated. Criminally, also. Yeah. So oh, I think a yeah. pair of them. Yeah. And, and my other one was Thiago. I think he's a massive joy to watch. But he's probably not making this team. <laughs> I'd, yeah. <laughs> it's tough because Thiago, as a footballer, is probably yeah. one of the best I've seen yeah. like, as a midfielder. But yeah. he same. hasn't done enough yeah. in the Premier League. No, no, no. He's, he's that's why he's. Joy to watch. I wish I would have been Xavi Alonso. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. what I thought you were going to say. Okay. Yeah. So, same. Yeah. <laughs> the wrong Spanish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I understand what you mean, though, because Thiago, he's just a pearl. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Just, just a funny side note. So I'm just using an app that I use for my team lineups. I've and the only too. the only name that's not filled in yet is where I played last. So this whole team currently <laughs> is all these legends and then me and Rooney Cowboy. up top. So we'll just we'll just keep it at that. You know, you compared yeah. yourself to Harlem yeah. before. So. <laughs> I didn't You're compare. I just said from my viewpoint as a fellow man who is tall and has a hair, man bun. <laughs> so up top then. Big strides. What do we got? We got Rooney and tough one. Suarez. No, I'm not having it. It has to be. We're talking about prime of the prime. Suarez for three seasons at Liverpool's most scariest striker. Can we name a few? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't think. I, I think Torres, Torres Suarez. Suarez. They obviously got Rooney. I would say um, Tevez, maybe. Tevez. Tevez was a fucking dog. I love watching Tevez play. I think Suarez is better than Tevez. Rude Van Nistelrooy. Yeah, Solskjaer. I, I, I don't think I've seen enough of either of them for him to be in Chicharito. For me, it has to be Suarez up there with Rooney. I can, I can back that, to be honest. Suarez was just what he was doing at Liverpool, basically a one-man team, him and Gerrard, playing filthy every week, scaring every team, every defender. Yeah. Like I was looking at his stats too. He was getting 1.1 goal contributions a game. Yeah, Suarez was something different. I, I watched when he when he joined. I remember when he joined for Liverpool, and I watched pretty much 
almost every game Liverpool played from that season onwards, and it was just a joke. Him him playing was a joke. It was just fucking. I love watching him play, and I fucking yeah. hate Liverpool. Like I do not like watching Liverpool, but I used to love watching him. The most unfortunate thing about Suarez is that he played in the era of Ronaldo and Messi. I reckon he was a dominated no, balance. The most unfortunate yours. thing about him is he's, he's a, a cheat. Rat. He's a yeah, rat. He's a cheat. He's a disgusting cheat. I love it doesn't take away his football ability. Yeah. Like, not going on if, you, if, you'd be, if you'd have a fucking pint in the pub with him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll throw, I'll throw a name out there. I'll throw Michael Owen out there. We've already mentioned him, but obviously Liverpool and Man United legend. Mm. Hard. I didn't see enough of him. But prime of his prime, if we're yeah, talking prime of primes, Ballon winner, Dior, yeah. at 18 years old, like took yeah. club and country on his back. Didn't he? I thought he won it when he was 21. Oh, maybe it was 21. But yeah. you're not like, yeah, but fantastic, young, impressive, fast. I think he won the treble last season too. <laughs> He's trying to big up Liverpool there or? No, I'm talking about Michael Owen. Yeah. Because yeah. the season he won the Ballon d'Or, he won three trophies. So I'm just yeah. going back on what Callum's yeah. saying. Like, was it with Liverpool? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Did you think yeah. it was? Just, it just sounded like you were trying to do a little slide up to Liverpool. No, he's just pointing at it. Like, <laughs> pretty sure he won the treble that no, season. Exactly. <laughs> pretty sure it was a personal treble. Like Ballon d'Or. Oh, yeah, the Boot. final against um, Alvarez. Alvarez is, I think it's called I like the Michael Owen final. Yeah. I didn't think Liverpool had won a treble. Yeah. Not the yeah, they're thinking the they're thinking Champions League, Premier League. Yeah. Oh, the treble is just free trophies. Yeah. Yeah. It's like no, it's fucking not. No, the, the treble is no the, the definition. Treble. Yeah, of you're saying treble. he was free. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, the yeah, treble. So no. You want to argue, mate? Yeah. Just <laughs> so he won the waste man's treble. Oh, well, he still it. won free trophies. Stop it. Yeah, but anyway, I, I think he's more like if we're talking prime prime, he was un- unplayable on his day, and even throughout his career, obviously heavily riddled by injuries, yeah. as most fast strikers are when their knees just turn off at some point in their lives. Mm. But but on his day. My argument for mind. Suarez is he had a lot more to his game. I feel like he could do exactly the same as what Owen did in terms of scoring goals. But Suarez had a lot more in him than Owen. Owen was a fantastic goal scorer. But Suarez could do everything. I think as well, Suarez would be in chat for Ballon d'Ors if Messi and Ronaldo weren't around. Yeah. When he yeah. was in his peak. Uh, same said for a lot of players. Same mm. said for your Roonies, your players like that, who are that top tier, but, I mean, the last Just decade, no one's near Messi and Ronaldo. Mm. Yeah. So it's hard, hard to gauge the Ballon d'Ors from back then. But for me, I didn't see Owen enough to put him in this list. I've seen Suarez a lot. I've seen Torres a lot. I fucking love watching Torres as well. But the only one I would say from United is Tevez. Mm. I, I love Nistroy. watching Tevez. Ruben was... Just so impressive. Yeah, I'll Once pick again. Ben this story. So impressive. For me, I only like, as a football fan, I only really remember games from like 2003 onwards. So obviously, I was five years old then. And like, I don't really remember much before then. So, speaking about Michael Owen, seeing his highlights, seeing games, but I never really watched them yeah. week in, week out. So, it's hard to shout it. But yeah, I'm yeah. the same. From, yeah, from about 2005 onwards was when I started to mm. really contain memories of. Footballers. No, so we just plastic. So your earliest memory is Liverpool <laughs> Champions League. Just plastic foods. <laughs> Can we move on? Yeah, it's difficult. Eh? So, so, oh, hey, Jack, what do you reckon? Yeah, I've not said anything because I'm fucking stuck, eh? Because I, I yeah, originally had Ronaldo up top, but we've put him left. 
I think I have to agree with Scouse. I think Suarez could do what Michael Owen could do. Like, he's running behind. Mm. His finishing was just as good. Um, yeah, and I've I've also said in the past, I think Suarez wins a Ballon d'Or if Messi Ronaldo on round, which is a big if. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go Suarez, I think, for my... So there it is. As a fa- and to be honest, it didn't take us as long as I thought it was going to. No, it was a quite lot. painless. I think if we did the all-time Liverpool United, I think we'll still be a centre-back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, even Answer. in, in yeah, saying Answer. that. <laughs> but, um, so the, the team as we line up, uh, Schmeichel and Nets, Trent and Robbo, left and right back, Rio and Virgil in the middle, Ronaldo on the left, Salah on the right, Gerard and Keane at centre mid, and then up top, Rooney and Suarez. It sounds like an ultimate team because you get you yeah, probably get icons. enough links in there, yeah, with the icons. It is hard not to have skulls in there, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honourable mentions for the bench we've given yeah. them out. You got your skulls. Bex for sure. Bex is mm. yeah. Sad that he's not on there. Chuck Owen on it's there. It's hard, but yeah, there's too Owen. many good players. Like you can't you can't have everyone in there. No. Nah. And I, th- I think spots. I'm happy with that 11. I think we've picked, you know, there's a few I would think maybe swap out. Like, I mean, Ever and Robbo, I think, could be mm. interchanged, but I'm happy with that. And obviously, I'm going to just throw it out there. There's only one answer. Who would be the manager of our Liverpool United? Yeah. Or Roy Hodgson. Ole Gunnar mate. He'd also sub himself on. Yeah. He'd sub himself on after Roy 70 Hodgson. minutes to get on the end and of get it. get a red. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right, so we're in agreement with Sir Alex. Yeah, yeah. there's only one man. Has to be. Well, nah, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's only Thank one. Who's, guy. who's the captain? Kano. Oh, yeah. I reckon Kano. Gerard. I reckon we put Rock them all in a ring and we let them punch on Kano and see who comes out mate, top. Roy, Stevie, Gerard from Heighton, mate. Fuck, he's on yeah, those new Fucking wet. <laughs> <laughs> and Roy Keane's a little angry Irish yeah. bloke, mate. Yeah, he's little. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say anything about Irish because I'm Irish. Yeah. Yeah. Comes from a boxing family, Kano. Doesn't mean he boxes. He does box. <laughs> Mate, I reckon Rooney had put on a scrap too. When Rooney yeah, first Rooney, broke yeah. through, he was yeah. fucking... Rio. I think there's a lot of people in that team Mate, when fight. He, oh, yeah. Are we talking about fighting the penalty yeah. or captaincy? <laughs> so, no, so this is it. This is what they decided. They all get in a boxing ring. Only two sets of gloves on the floor. The rest of them have to duke it out. When when Rooney wins his rematch with Phil Bardsley, he can scrap it out for the captaincy, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and on that note, there we have it. The... Liverpool United Premier League all time eleven ish. That was good. Well done, boys. Well happy done. with that. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I'm going to do another XI. Fucking hell, can't yeah, do XI. Like Prem in XI. the weeks, yeah. The Prem one. Well, we'll we can do um, what we'll do maybe in the upcoming episodes is one based on a big game of the week coming mm. up. So if there's a big clash coming, obviously there's yeah. going to be derbies of City all West Ham would have been a lovely one to do. Yeah, in my opinion. Mm. But anyway. Well, should we segue into our predictions for predictions for game next, week three, which will be the twentieth of August? Game fixtures. week three, and the opening fixture for that one is Tottenham versus Wolverhampton Wanderers at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Just Going three 0 for Spurs. Just putting it out there as well. It's hard for us to predict because we have still only seen at this first, stage yeah. the first week. Yes, correct. So and comments, the first week is very hit and miss. Don't hit us up and abuse us. We yep. know we're terrible at it. We've admitted. <laughs> We've not seen enough football. 
If you do, just share it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out the pod. Share us all. We'll do a quick little plug here. Um, wherever you're watching, listening, Spotify, fucking Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Yep. We apologize for the crappy quality of last week's episode, episode two. Video quality wasn't good on YouTube. The sound quality wasn't good on streaming services. Sorry. We're still, we're still getting, we're still new. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we're still not doing it properly. Um, but yeah, share us around. Let your mates know there's four blokes who chat a load of rubbish. Geez, well, Sai, you shit yourself. <laughs> I feel. Uh, <laughs> Jackie, what do you got? Tottenham versus Wolves at the Hotspur Stadium. Is the first game not Villa? That's this week, mate. Yeah, we're doing Everton. Day, day three. Day three, mate. We've already predicted. So to- Tottenham shit. Wolves at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, it's embarrassing, <laughs> mate. Technical malfunction. Yeah. <laughs> Benny, <laughs> do you want to jump in, mate? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I think uh, it's actually a really tough one. I think Tottenham will get up. I'm going to say two nil. Two nil. Jackie, what you got? Uh, I'm going to say three one Tottenham. Three one Tottenham. Um, lots of goals for Tottenham. Yeah, I, I against that Wolves team. Wolves look like they might have a goal or two in them. Yeah. Tottenham look like they've got a lot in them. Um, I'm going to go 3-1 again. I think that defence, obviously we haven't seen the second week yet, but mm. could be stronger. What was your shout, Scouts? 3-0. 3-0, 3-1, 3-1, 2-0. All right? Yes. Cool. Um, Crystal Palace versus a big one. Aston Villa. Oh, 12 versus 11th. <laughs> <laughs> at Selhurst Park. Yeah, this is, based on our predictions, this will be a scrappy game between the two teams. I'll kick this one off. Uh, I'm going to say 3-2 to Palace. 3-2 Palace. Wow. Last time Villa went to Selhurst, he won 2-1, so I'm going to stick with the same score. 2-1. I'd really like to see Villa's well, we never know. I'm keen to see mm. Villa and Everton tonight, though. Yeah. It'll be a good game. Battle of the first sack managers, in my opinion, mate. You might be right up there. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're on Villa, so why not talk about him? Stevie G's current record is the same as Gary Neville at Valencia. Big topic of the week, isn't well, it? Well, one's a La Liga, where there's two teams competing. One's Premier League, where it is such a hard place to crack. And he's still building this team. Like it you, was, Gary, you talk about, oh, I'll give you no manager's time, and then you know it's got to be the exact same thing for no, Steve. It, it definitely is. I don't, there's I'll, no, there's no talks <laughs> of him being sat this week, but uh, we're just we. Sorry, sorry, he's from your yeah. neighbourhood. I've got my throat <laughs> in your hand. <laughs> Ooh, it's Liverpool friends. Bus stop wankers. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's. I didn't think he was doing as badly as statistically he is. Like, the numbers I, don't lie. Yeah, I was quite surprised when I saw that. Yeah, no, that, yeah. honestly, that's why in, I was adamant on him in the um, in the predicted 20. Yeah, I was adamant on him not doing that well because I didn't think he was that good in the in his first half of the season. I really didn't. I thought he his results weren't much off Dean Smith. Mm. I remember saying that. But well, he had Dean Smith's team. <laughs> Wait, you, everyone's talking about how good the team is at Villa. You know, if it, if it was that good, surely he'd be doing better. Yeah, but you got to build a system. You don't just yeah, come in and I everyone will, but fits I, the system the first day you walk in. I will say though, I think Villa are a pretty ambitious club at the moment. 100 oh, um, percent. 
And I think if he doesn't get results, it'll, it won't take long before they get rid of him. Bring talk, someone else like in. Everton and Villa too, like if Frank gets sacked or Gerald gets sacked, like who even replaces them at the moment? Like, yeah, can't think of any available managers. There's, there's not a lot of options. I think, again, it'll be very similar to when Gerard came in and that it'll be a manager coming from a club whose season doesn't quite line up with where they are. Yeah. So obviously, Gerard stepped out of the Rangers job halfway through the season. Mm. Um, I think there could definitely be some more of that. And Apostol Blue. From no, I don't think yeah. There you go, mate. You're strong. Tomorrow moon. Flying over, mate. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer still hasn't got a job. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> it, it would not shock me for that to be a no, move. I don't. Well, he was linked with Everton before mm. they got Lampard. Mm. He's also no. linked with Norwich. I before. actually, I actually don't think Lampard will do too bad with Everton. I think he'll keep him up. I think he'll um, he'll keep his job. Yeah, I guess it just depends what the predictors to do. That depends on the pressure yeah. he's going to have. It depends on how much Villa are actually ambitious or whether they're willing to give it give Stevie a full season. Because obviously for them, it's a high-profile name to sack Steven Gerrard. Yeah. It's a big name. Like because, obviously, Yeah, with the players they're bringing in and Gerrard, I think by the end of next season, they have to be somewhat in Europe. Yeah. You, can't, you can't give they, them a window where you spend big and then immediately sack him. I reckon by in. the end of next season, they have to be in Europe. Or to, I, top think, I think top top ten. They have mm. to they have to be hitting near the top tens. Yeah, very very soon. Uh, Ryan Giggs also left Wales. Yeah, he's, isn't he's he in prison? Charges? Yeah, there's. Well, yeah. He's got what? some personal he, stuff. Yeah, but I think he beat up his missus. Yeah, or something, mm. something he's, like he's got some personal stuff. He's got to work out. I think sure. it was a mutual. All right. Oh can, okay. Yeah. Oh, forget that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's also not a terrible shout. You know, he's a good manager. Just mm. need to sort his life out a little bit. On that, Crystal <laughs> Palace versus Villa. Just don't get him coaching the women's side. Yeah. Fuck, <laughs> right, right on. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> Palace versus Villa, Jackie. What do you got? What's your prediction? Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go one all. One all. Yeah. That's it. Um, I'm going to back Palace. I'm going to go 2-1 to them. Yeah. Everton versus Nottingham Forest, the mm. relegation <laughs> battle. This is such a tough one to call. At Goodison Park is, again. This is probably call of the week. And it's like, because I want to see how Everton and Villa go tonight. So I think watching these two teams tonight will give me an idea of how Villa and Everton yeah. will yeah. go. Yeah. Again, obviously. Forest yeah. too, but to me, Forest. For, Forest shit the bed on their first day, yeah. game. But I do, I do expect them to come, come good. And I think Everton's a really good chance for him too. Depends on Goodison. Yeah. Goodison's such a massive, massive factor. Like you saw Chelsea shit the bed there. At the moment too. Like the yeah. fans are so behind Everton at the moment to try and get some spirit in the team. Like, mm. I'm going to throw a result out there. Go on first You throw it out there, mate. 3-1 Everton. Mm. Yeah, I'm um, close. I reckon 2-1 Everton. Yeah. I think 1-0 Everton. 1-0 you um, go Forest, Cal. No, I don't. I don't break Forest. <laughs> some, we need to split these votes up because someone's got to get some right. Well, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm Just not, one of us. I'm not back in Forest because they looked Shit. terrible yeah. against Newcastle. And I, that Newcastle side is magnificent, yes. I don't think it's going to be a particularly high-scoring game, especially since Everton are starting Anthony Gordon up front again, probably, because they they've got no other strikers yeah. to play there. Mm. Um, Salomon Rondon. He's left the club, I believe. I thought he was injured. Yeah, maybe. One of the two. He's, he's not going to play this game. Um, so for me, I'm going to go Everton 1-0. But 
yeah, I, I can't see. Forest are going to have to do some major madness to, mm, yeah. to get themselves out of the hole they're in. Otherwise, maybe they'll be the ones at the bottom of the table. They just need gel. They just need to start. They've got a lot of new players. I think they've got about 12 new signings. Yeah. They need a gel. That's tough too. Like coming into a new league, yeah. basically getting the whole new starting 11. Well, yeah. Fulham did it when they... Yeah, came up Shot a couple years ago, foot. and they went straight back down. They were terrible. Yeah. They spent a hundred plus mil and shat the bed. So it's a hard one to adjust to. But on yeah. Fulham, they are next at Craven Cottage. It is Fulham versus Brentford? This is a good, good game. Both very impressive first week performances. Um, obviously, Fulham for the full ninety, Brentford for that second forty five, especially. How are we feeling? What are we thinking? I think I have two quality strikers in this game. Mm. <laughs> I think the week before Wolves Fulham, I've tipped maybe a draw or Wolves. Um, you good, sir. I've tipped a one-all draw. Yeah. I think Fulham get a win after having two draws. So I'm going to say 2-1 Fulham. 2-1 Fulham. That's a good start to the season if they do put that mm. off. Five points in three games. That's a good rate. So yeah. Um, I'm going to predictions are true, <laughs> <laughs> which they I'm are. Say, yes, they are. Because we're so good at predicting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, I was really impressed with the way Brentford came on and changed the game in the second half. I thought Ivan Tooney for the whole ninety minutes was spectacular. Um, he's always a threat, but likewise, so was Mitrovic against Liverpool. Um, yeah, Pereira yeah. could break through that defense. Ben Mee, I thought, was shocking for Brentford in the. Well, even the second half, he just mm. was he. He's very one-dimensional in that he's a no bollocks English centre back. But as soon as they start to progress the ball, he loses that ball quite easily. Mm. Um, and I think Pereira playing off his shoulder or Mitrovic hanging off his shoulder is going to cause problems. Um, you know, obviously we, I picked him to finish dead last. I think we put him at nineteenth or something. Um, I can see him getting a result over Brentford. I'm going to go two-one. Thing with me, like Fulham, I don't think. Like the first game of the season, they put in the all like a hundred percent. I think it's going to be very hard to match that. I know Brentford are different caliber and like lower caliber to Liverpool, but I'm not sure what intensity they're going to show up with that day, and that's what's giving me a bit of conflict. It is at Craven Cottage, though. Yeah, I'm going to say. Um, I'm just going to jump in there. Sorry, I'm going to say one nil Brentford. I was actually going to go the same. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it a lot. It's hard. It is hard because they're both good teams. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, they're both solid, scrappy teams that could pick up. And yeah. they, like you said, they've got two strikers on fire. Yeah. Could go either way. A lot of me wants to say win a win to Fulham, but I want to jump off the hype train. You know, mm. like Scouse said, I think the two all against Liverpool isn't sustainable. Like that, mm. that yeah. way they played is not sustainable. They're not going to play that way against Wolves or Brentford. So I think. Brentford have the Premier League experience staying in the in the division last season. They've just signed Damsgaard, who I think mm. could be um, yeah. I did forget could be he well he'll be fit for the game tonight. I think it is yeah. against yeah. us, which I th- I actually was thinking he would cause us a lot of problems. And mm. I think Tim Ream and Damsgaard that's going to be a nightmare for Tim Ream. Mm. You know, so I think um, yeah, I think Brentford might get it done. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm the same. 1 0. Yeah. Okay. Off Leicester versus Power. Southampton at the King Paris Stadium. <sighs> Saints against the Foxes. Battle of the Shitters. Um, did, did Smithy play? Sorry. The goalkeeper. Nah, Danny Ward. 
Danny played. Ward played? Yeah, yeah Smithy's literally signed today. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't, will he today? Will he play? I don't I'll know. I'll be fit. It depends. You Where's know. he from again, Alex Smithies? Cardiff. Yeah. I have no idea. Fucking. But, you know, pulling in a keeper from nowhere, look at um, Mendy at Chelsea. Yeah. Mm. Saar at Wolves, you know. It can work. Goalkeepers are very... A good goalkeeper is a good goalkeeper no matter the league. Yeah. Yeah. There's no growing pains. It's getting yeah. goals, do a job. <clears throat> um, Leicester versus Southampton. For me, Leicester looked phenomenal in the first half against yeah. Brentford. They were really sharp. Um, Matters and Vardy up top. I really like that combination. Obviously, Matters getting on the end of headers. Vardy looked electric for about 50 minutes um, before the legs started to go. But they, they did bring Dakar on. Yeah. And against Southampton, who just, for me, against Spurs, flat, young, same as last year. Obviously, we predicted them in and around the relegation zone. Um, for me, 2-0 Leicester. I've done the same. Yeah, 2-0 Leicester. I reckon. Jackie? Well, I gave the back three, back fives a bit of stick before, but, you know, <laughs> and to play if you shit, but um, I think it suits Leicester this year. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Leicester two nil. What did I? What did I pick for the Southampton Leeds game, Carl? Southampton Leeds game, mate. Let me go back. You picked I think so. two nil to Leeds. <sighs> Retractable statement that one. No, you can't. You've said it. It's um, out there. Okay. Well, my thinking behind it is. If, if Southampton get a result against Leeds, I think they could push on and get a result against Leicester because mm. I think Leicester will get pumped by Arsenal and find it hard to recover. But it is a young Southampton side, and I will back my statement <coughs> saying Leeds will win. And if Leeds win, it's two, two lo- big losses on the, on the trot. Mm. For a young team going into a, a third game against Leicester, they're not going to be good. Yeah, I would say 3-1 Leicester. 3-1 Leicester. Can I also just say, um, you picked Arsenal-Leicester to be a two-all draw. Yeah, I know, but now yeah. I know that I'm wrong. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> at least you're honest. Retractable yeah. statements. Everyone at home, we've already commented that. Ben already knows he's a dickhead, so no need to push on. Um, next game this week is Bournemouth versus Arsenal at their stadium, the Neutral Life Stadium. I believe. I already know. Gold Sands. Gold Sands. Gold Sands Stadium. Sand stadium or Whatever. I, I think they change it every year based on sponsors, which is cool. the stadium that fits about eleven thousand yeah. people. You call this Premier League? <laughs> um, <laughs> Shit show. Bournemouth Arsenal. Obviously, Arsenal a bit of a hype train at the minute. We haven't seen them play their second game yet, but off the back of their first against a Bournemouth side that was scrappy, but kudos to them stuck in the game in their first. First run out. Yeah, they did really well. Um, what are we thinking? What are we saying? I reckon Arsenal are going to take the win. 3-1. 3-1. Yeah, I'm going a big one to, for this one. I think Bournemouth's sort of resistance will run out. Um, I think they'll get battered 4-0 against Arsenal. 4-0. I think I've got City the week before Bournemouth. And I think... I'm pretty sure I picked that to be a 2-0 to City. I didn't think it was going to be big scoring. Yeah, what did I say last week? Oh, what did we say last week? You said last week City Bournemouth. You said 3-0 City. Me 
No, Jack, Jack said 3 0. You said 1 0. City. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so, I think. Sorry, you go. No, you're up. Um, I think. Yeah, that's probably. I'll stick with 3 0. 3 0. But, um, sorry, that's for the City game. The City Bournemouth game. We're on to the Arsenal Bournemouth yeah. game. I think it'd be 3 0 for that game, but I think. They're gonna. They're not gonna have a lot of ball. Obviously, City will dominate. I think, mm. but against Arsenal, I think, I think just off the back of that, I know it's early in the year. Everyone's still got energy, but I think that's hard to back up from doing City and then Arsenal. So yeah. I think. Oh yeah. I think it'll be three 0 again. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. A draining result. That was probably results. very confusing yeah. for listeners, but yeah. Yeah. In my head, I know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Villa City, then Arsenal. That's rough for Bournemouth. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to push it. I'm going <laughs> to say it's a 5 0. Arsenal take them to They've the got cleaners. Liverpool the week after. Yeah. Far oh, fucking <laughs> it's, it's a tough poor go guys. for Bournemouth. Go on the cherries. <laughs> Especially for a team that's come up. You know, they're a, a mentality driven team. Scott yeah. Parker's very much a man manager, more so than a tactical manager. Yeah. He's going to have to do a lot of work to keep them boys playing. Good luck to him. Yeah. Right, Next up, Leeds versus Chelsea at Elland Road. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Big, big game. Big, big game. There's a big game that's unpredictable because of Chelsea's current circumstances at the moment. Like yeah. the last away game against Everton wasn't like promising to think that they could go away again and get a comfortable win. Elland Road is another formidable place too. Yeah, so it's like you would expect Chelsea to win, but at the moment, current circumstances, it's a bit hard to predict. Um, but I don't see Leeds winning either. So I'm trying to debate whether it's a draw or Chelsea just nick a win. Mm. But I'm going to go 2-1 Chelsea. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go 3-0 no win Chelsea. I think... Um, I don't know what to say, to be honest. I just got an inkling that they'll batter him. <laughs> Did the tickle open? Yeah. <laughs> have you had a word with Tuchel, have you? Have you had your <laughs> like, Giving him some tips, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, obviously... Huge news for Chelsea this week. They've lost, well, not lost. They've sold Timo Werner. Yeah. Cucurella yeah. deal's done and across the line. He was my one to watch, so. Yeah. Spewing. Levi Colwell. You were saying earlier that um, Barca have registered everyone but Koundé. Yes. Which could be back on the it, cards for Chelsea. So it's a very interesting one with Barcelona. Obviously, they've signed a lot of players. And they've had to lower their wages of other players again um, to try and get Shit the deals ass. across the line. So they've got. Everyone but Kunde, and obviously Kunde wasn't the last to come in. There was players that came yeah. in after him, yeah. but they prioritised him last. So the thing is, if Barcelona don't register players before, I think they've got two more days. Wow, they have to be sold before the end of the window. Can you see Chelsea still wanting Kunde after yes. the whole circumstance? It, not even that Chelsea still want him. That Barcelona have to offload him, and they'll have to do it for however much they agreed to pay Sevilla because that money's still got to go to Sevilla at the end of the day. So for Chelsea, it could be a phone call. It could be Laporta phoning Todd Bowley and going, look, this is what we paid. Give it to us. If I was 10 Hag, I'd be on the phone. Yeah. I've heard during the week that Chelsea and Barcelona and Alonso have agreed. They've all agreed. So Barcelona. Oh, yeah. But it's they another get, thing. Yeah. Um, Barcelona won't be able to register him. Yeah. So that's the only reason the deal's not gone through. Yeah. That's mm. why it's crazy that mm. they're still... <laughs> they've still got players there. Like Ridiculous. It was like, well, talks are that Barcelona will sell Depay to Juventus in the coming days and possibly Aubameyang to, to Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. yeah. 
So if those deals go through, but it's got to be, they're racing against the clock to get yeah. done, basically. Mm. And if Definitely so, then Kunde is available. Yeah, and I think Aubameyang is a good sign for Chelsea. Mm. Prem experience, he'll come in and replace Werner out left up in the centre as well. I feel like he'll do well for Chelsea the for a couple of seasons. The only thing is his mentality and how he affects the dressing room. There's a reason yeah. he would left Arsenal as club captain. Does he come in and interrupt an already fractious Chelsea dressing room? Chelsea dressing room who don't want to play, according to Tuchel. Yeah. On the pitch, he's fantastic. Off the pitch, is it worth the risk? For me? I think when he was at Arsenal, was there, there was a story that came out where he was supposed to be training for Arsenal and he was in Barcelona. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or what. Yeah. I think it's I'm, just funny. A lot of his final days were very contentious on yeah, things like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Leeds versus Chelsea. Back to Leeds-Chelsea. Yeah. What are you saying, Benny? I already said 3-0. Do you already say 3-0? I think it's up to me. Chelsea's yeah, and I said 2-1. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to say... I'm going to say 1-0 Chelsea. 1-0 Chelsea. Um, Close. I'm going to go nil all. Mm. I think it stays... To be honest, I don't think that's even a bad shout either. No. I know Ch- it Chelsea yeah. is just... They've got the quality. It's just like the thing with United at the moment, mentality yeah. and where they're at. So it can... Yeah, it's a bit of a whirlwind. Um, West Ham versus Brighton. Oh, I, I, this is a tough one. It's a tough, tough game. I will just throw it out there because I didn't when we were talking about it before. Um, Skamaka made his debut in yeah. against Man City. He looked bloody good. Yeah, he yeah. looked very strong. He got a header on the edge of the box, and he was marked. And he put so much. It forced Edison to make a save from yeah. the edge of the box, which is. It was a hard header. Yeah, yeah. When he get when he Techn- settles into that technique. role, it's gonna. Yeah, you know, we picked him as a out, outlier for the Golden Boot. Does he start firing against a Brighton team that looked good against against United? But <laughs> they still concede. They still conceded chances. They There's did. still holes in that defense. Yeah. There's yeah, still they things shit, they've right. got to work out. Their goals came from their centre midfielder, and you know, traditionally Brighton struggle for goals. Um, we didn't see much of Undav. No, like Wellbeck's look good, but Wellbeck did look fantastic. Yeah, really good. Good shout, Jackie, on his oh, one to watch. I was happy. That's probably the happiest <laughs> shit with my calls that I yeah. yeah, Danny, what a guy. I know where I'm going. I'm going 2 0 Hammers. Wow. It is at London Stadium, too. Yeah. I'm predicting a bit of a West Ham onslaught. I'm going to say 3 0. Wow. Far out. I just, yeah, like. Like West Ham have Nottingham Forest a week before. I think they're going to gain some momentum. Yeah. I. West Ham, I think I quite like them this year. I mm. feel like they could bully teams, a lot of teams, into, like we're talking about Skamaka with his header. Mm. they got Suchek, who's a beast in the box. Declan Rice in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Um, Antonio will still contribute as well. Yeah. Uh, Jared Bowen. I'm, yeah, I'm liking West Ham this year. Liking the look of them. I think it's going to be 3 0. Benny, we got. This is such a tough one for me. Um, I'll jump in. The only thing I'm concerned about with West Ham is their current injury problem. So they started Ben Johnson next to Kurt Zuma at centre-back. Yeah, I've seen that. Not first choice. They've got two other centre-backs out injured. They've now got Fabianski out injured. Yeah, they've got Fabianski, Craig Dawson, Ogbonna and Nayef Agwan. Yeah, that's that's their injuries. So if they lose... 
Did you say Craig Dawson? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Which is massive, you know. Maybe 3 1. Can I go 3 1? You can go 3 1. Um, sorry. But yeah. I'm it's, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it um, is concerning to me. And the only good thing about this game is that, oh, shit, the Brighton do lack that goal scoring threat. Obviously, they just scored two goals against Man United, blah, blah, blah. But as an out and out goal scoring threat, Something in me, I'm gonna go two one Brighton. I do not know why, but I don't. I'm not against it. it. I'm gonna throw out two one to West Ham. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Skamaka gets his goal, but it's not gonna set the world alight. I don't think West Ham are still a few weeks away. They need those injuries to come back, settle that defense down a bit, and then they'll start to build and flourish into the team that we're all predicting them to be. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. This one, the battle of the oil money. Newcastle <laughs> versus Man City. It's actually uh, St. James Park, yeah. yeah. It's actually a bit of a tough one. A tough one. one too I think we said that for all the fixtures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like even yeah. like... Tough week. So I'll even, I'll even surrender ourselves wrong about Newcastle because when we did the first episode, I didn't really do too much research on what Devine doing. So... My bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. So that's guys officially admitting he does not know football. <laughs> I don't know oil money, mate. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I don't know someone else go because I'm trying to figure out score. I do think City will win. Yeah, I'm but gonna. I don't think it'll be a big scoreline like City do to teams. I think it'll be a lot I'm, closer. I'm I'm on the train of a three-one win to City. Yeah, I think Newcastle look really really good. Um, and I think they will be good, but it's hard to stop that city train. Like they are just yeah, two two. Based on the way, obviously we've only seen the one game so far this season, but the one game they played, mm. dominant, strong, even against a resilient West Ham. I think of no, I don't. Let me rephrase that. West Ham's defense, when it's fully fit, is probably a better defense than I Newcastle's. Yeah, 100%. But currently, this defense that West Ham had was worse than your Newcastle defence. A defence oh. of Dan Byrne and Sven Botman. Well, to be... It and Fabian Shah. Yeah, yeah. Shah and Byrne, I yeah. think, will play. Plus, Newcastle have quite a few injuries. You know, John Joe Shelby out, Javier Manquillo, Fernandez, Lacassels, Jamel Lewis, ML Kraft, and the only injury City have is Laporte. Yeah, so <laughs> even oh, for that. me, you know, <laughs> new CPR. Yeah. The strong points of Newcastle is their midfield. They've got Bruno; yeah. he's fantastic. Their attack looks deadly. Obviously, Saint Maximin depends which one shows up. Whether it's yeah. the Ballon d'Or winner or the absolute yeah. shit house. Yeah. Um, but for me, I see Man City doing a job. I think it's going to be a three 0 I'm st- I'm going with Ben. I'm going three one. Silly. I was looking at the last year's results, and so this is with Eddie Howe was there. Five, five nil. Okay. To City. Mm. Five nil. Four nil. Three, four yeah. three. Two nil. Five nil. Two nil. Yeah. So yeah. All, all in the City's favour, I, mm. I believe. Mm. Definitely in the last three games. Five nil. Four nil. Four three. I think. Oh, I think it's going to go against that. Yeah. I have a feeling it's going to go against that. I don't see City winning by big margins. I think it's going to be 2 1. 2 1. To City. I like it. To City, yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. 
No. And then this one, the big talking point, obviously, especially in this room, Man United at home to Liverpool, who flopped against Fulham, and I'm we going flopped against Brighton. here. One nil United. That's a crazy shout. Mike, I'll, drop. I'll drop. I'll ride it, but you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to clip this. Yeah. All I want is for us to go out and beat Liverpool. It's all I want. It's all I dream about. Yeah, well, to get fucking back your club, mate. Yeah. <laughs> to get us back on the path and roll in. It's three weeks away. Shut your mouth, mate. It we'll is. Win. But in those three weeks, what are we going to do? We're going to struggle against Brentford tonight. We're going to sign Adrian Rabiot and Arnautovic. And we're going to shit. Arnautovic. Arnautovic has fallen through. Us fans you are stopping that. You heard it here first, mate. No. It's happening. Liverpool's first loss of the season is coming up the hands of Wonder. Eric Ten Hag. All I want is Eric for it to work. All I want. If we play well against Brentford, we score a couple goals. Yes. I can see Ronaldo scoring a shithouse header in the 20th minute and us parking the bus for 70. We'll I, play him off the park, mate. That's how we do it. <laughs> I want to... Up and one now. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let my heart win. Yeah, I'm, do it. I'm going to say 2-1. Manchester United. <laughs> Go on, United. I'm going to say it, but... <laughs> I can just laugh. Like, yeah. The smart part of me isn't thinking that, but... Well, at, least, at least one of us will have a right result. Yeah. No, that's the main thing. Scarcity G. Unless Hit us with the truth, draw. please. Put me back on this air. I'm going for a flogging. Yeah. No, it's six number. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> 7-0 Manchester United. No, I'm going 4-0 Liverpool. Wow. We've pumped... You know, 5-0 last time. I think we're going to do similar. 4-0. Well, 5-0 out at home, yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying, yeah, yeah. but Old Trafford's a bit of a fortress nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> but for Man yeah, United, no it is, yeah. <laughs> it's a fortress for us getting a result. We can't yeah. fucking live there. It's we're a only fortress good when we're away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying, last time we went to Old Trafford, we make the whole crowd leave at the 60th minute. Yeah. Same's going to happen. Jackie, what are you saying? Yeah, I'm thinking the same. Bastard. I think it's going to be <laughs> <laughs> smart man. I'm thinking it's going to be three nil Liverpool. We should have. I know these probably don't start anyway, but we should have Naby Kaiser, Curtis Jones back by then. Thank yeah. God, Naby Kaiser. Diego Jota, I think, will be close. I don't know, close-ish. Um, I think if we can have, so obviously, Salah, Luis Diaz play. On the wings. I think if we have... Oh, Bobby's obviously still fit. Nunes. I think if we have Jota back, he adds something different that the, none of the others have, which is probably going to sound a bit weird, but he dribbles. like He's very direct, the way he dribbles. Luis Diaz, probably known for his dribbling, but Diogo Jota is very direct, and I think we miss that against Fulham. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. I think Diogo Jota, if he's fit for that one, will be doing bits. Um, yeah. I'm predicting 3 0. 3 0. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen of the world. Uh, two Man United fans are still living in the past and think we're going to get a fucking result against one of the best still teams of our the generation. Still living The worst part is it's a fucking Tuesday morning. We have to. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool United are always playing weekdays. Yeah, it's always the last game of the week. I think I'm going to book it off work, eh? Yeah. That confident. I want to see a 1 0 result. Hope your boss doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I can guarantee you he fucking doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to 
want to put it in as a leave request right now. <laughs> there you have it. We're changing our lives on this podcast. Yeah. We're taking days off work. Now, lucky for me, it's a five o'clock start. I don't leave till seven, so perfect time. I was at 5 a.m. Beauty. I could what? be depressed on the drive to work. <laughs> what do you guys think? Like, what you're predicting United win? What makes you think? Uh, look, mostly blind confidence at this point, but <laughs> it's. It's hard, like, it's just hard to to say what my brain wants to say is that we're going to get beat, but uh, we have these moments, these little flashes of brilliance, because we've got brilliant players on the park. Mm. It doesn't have to be 90 minutes of brilliance, it can be 20, 25. Do the greatness, put the ball in the back of the net, shit ass it. All it takes is for one attack to That's work. That's it. And against Brighton, we had the chances, like that mm. Ericsson chance. It fell to Rashford a couple of times. Bruno, Sancho wraps Bruno, Bruno spooned one. Yeah, middle of the box. These yeah. these chances go in. We're talking about a four-two victory. Yeah, and all of a sudden, we're not sure. that Liverpool game doesn't look as daunting. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about small margins. Mm. What? It's just blind confidence, like. It's the it's being a supporter. I want the boys to do it. I want them to go out there and prove us wrong. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think um, it's very easy to be critical of United against Brighton, but it could have been very easily been a completely different game if we if Bruno sunk that chance that was very early on in the center of the box, a free striker goal, and he blazes it. If he puts that away, different game. I think we win comfortably, and it will look like one of our preseason games. Because we control the ball, then we stay on it, and we put pressure on Brighton. Whereas we missed that chance, we missed a few others after that, and we let them get an early lead. And then we just shit the bed a bit. We let them score. Yeah. I think we scored to level, maybe? No. No, no we went two behind. Yeah. Gross. But it's just, it, it could have been a very different game. Once The thing is for us is once we go behind, we suck. Yeah. Yeah. Once we go in front, we don't look that bad under Ten Hag. Well, let me ask this: What start? If you think if you think United will win, what start in eleven will beat Liverpool? Don't ask. <laughs> don't ask that. Well, that's that's the blind confidence. Like on our yeah. day, yeah. the start in eleven we played against Brighton yeah. would do a job. I think against Liverpool, against these better teams, Harry Maguire cannot start no. because the way Ten Hag wants to play is you know progressive on the front foot, but. Like the goal against Brighton, the first goal, um, he's caught too square. Like his body shape is not he's, – he's not ready to yeah. run backwards no. when that ball's played. And I think Delo uh, – what, how do you pronounce it? Delo. 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 Yeah. yeah he's, he doesn't really go out and put pressure on Trossard either. No. But, yeah, back to Harry Maguire. His body shape is just too square, like facing the game. Mm. If he can turn his body a little bit and against these good teams again – He's going to have to run towards his own goal yeah. more often than not. And I think that's going to kill you if he plays. Is Varane back? He, yeah, he's, yeah, he was on the bench against Brighton. Yeah. Yeah. He was fit. But the problem Ten Hag has is that he's Harry Maguire is club captain of Manchester United. Yeah, it's so he, he can't drop him. Another thing too is, you know, a big, uh, a big thing is Varane will play two games and then be out for two games. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen it all last season. He's obviously, in my opinion, and I think a lot of United fans' opinion, our best centre-back. Yeah. By a mile. Is he resting if, him then? 
for Liverpool going back to Fano. But if, no, he's coming back from thing, injury again. He picked up another injury in preseason. Oh, okay. I think he. Um, I think a big thing for Ten Hag is he's probably trying to keep a back two, like trying to keep a solid back two. Yeah. And Maguire, you know, with Maguire, like obviously he's rubbish, but he is always fit. He fucking yeah. very rarely that's every minute injured. of every game. He run. So, hey, he doesn't run. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you know, it's hard to build a, a solid back line with two players that aren't going to be the two players. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if he, if he picks Ferran and Martinez and they, they grow in and then they start to play well and then we play, you know, they play bright and they play well, we win. They play Bre- Brentford, we win. They play well. And then Ferran gets an injury and we play Liverpool and Maguire comes back in. Yeah. That is worse than playing, I think, yeah. than playing Maguire for the three games, getting him ready for Liverpool. Yeah. yeah. Because Maguire, against Liverpool, Maguire is going to, at least give away two mistakes. Shit the bed, yeah. Yeah. It's really weird with Maguire because I think in the box, he's, the way he defends in the box is Smart. pretty good. Yeah. But then further up the field, I don't know, his brain just explodes. Yeah. He's not doesn't seem to be thinking about what he's doing. Honestly, sometimes I watch him, I'm like, he's not that bad. No. But he just makes, he, his overall game is not bad, but he makes too many errors. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, the, the weight of the captaincy, the, 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 the weight of being a Manchester United player or just all the social media hate and uproar against him. But something just gets to him and he fucking shit. Like you can't have that doubt in your head as that player and you can yeah. just tell he does. For me. Yeah. yeah. It's, 100, it's his mentality. You can see is why he gets all this shit happened to him is because his mentality is wrong. He, he's not prepared to be captain of Manchester United. He's fine being centre back of Manchester United, like he can yeah. do that job. But it's when he has to tell everyone else. I feel it when I play football. Obviously, yeah. I'm coaching and playing. I you can't do both. Yeah, you cannot do both. And a good captain isn't doing both. Yeah, he waits till the play stops and then it's like bang, 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 quick. But Maguire's constantly he's pulling players in. He's talking to players, except the ones he should be. Yeah, for that goal, yeah. the second goal, I believe, when it went back post. He should be calling somebody to cover yeah. that. Like Dallow was out in no man's land as he is every week. Yeah, should be getting called in, but instead yeah. it's the players on the play that are the ones being it, taught to. It's second nature too, and he just does, it's 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 a trait players have. Yeah, to be able to 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 control a game on the field. Yeah, and he just does not have that. No. It's obvious to me. It's obvious to most, I think. But what I will say as well, though, is if I was in his shoes, I could not deal with that pressure mm. so you know like obviously it's a hard thing but I, I could never ever deal with the pressure of being a united player that at that magnitude having that that amount of pressure on you every time you go out in front of hundreds of thousands of people mm. millions even you know fuck it it would just do your head in how could you play a good game of football for 90 minutes yeah. with that pressure well it just depends how much you consume the pressure it's easy to yeah. turn, not just to not log in social media and read comments. That's mainly the pressure. It's all media and so, media and social media. But he, like you know, it's not just that. Like I he guarantee gets asked questions and interviews about about yeah, it. What's his thoughts about it? All these people thinking you're rubbish. Well, that's shit a, like exactly that. what Sky's is saying. It's media and social media. It's yeah. external pressure being put on him. I guarantee there's nothing in house, and I guarantee there's no fans on the street in Manchester giving them shit. It's just all media bullshit. Mm. Like if you block that shit out, there's no pressure. Yeah. But like Cal said, it's just his mentality yeah. which has given him more pressure. Yeah. And he's not he's not giving in 
to like actually being more humble no. or taking the accountability. If he, I, yeah. I guarantee as soon as he does that, the pressure goes. Yeah. Well, like I'll just say, there's an anecdote when he was arrested in Greece mm. and he says, you, when obviously he was arrested and then charged for bribery. And his ex, one of the things he said was, do you not know who I am? I'm the fucking captain of Manchester United <laughs> when he's drunk and being arrested. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm. There's obviously a problem there. Um, but I would say that top G yeah <laughs> it's, it's only down to him to fix it and yeah that's the honest truth of it we yeah. can have all the managers in the world it comes down to him being able to deal with it I, I think one thing I think is that he can't he's never going to strip himself of the captaincy no. I think you can't do it why would you but in it like it's not his fault he's the captain either no now, he didn't pick himself to be captain fucking three managers in a row have yeah so you know it's obvious that he's not up to it. So just stop picking him as captain because he can't do it. Yeah, yeah someone's going to make a decision. And yeah. I think he would also benefit massively from just being a player, not a captain anymore. Because yeah. he's not a half bad player. When he when he first started for us, yeah. and he wasn't the he skipper. He was good. Yeah. He was very good. You see that all the time in sport. Yeah. When a player's given captaincy, they have a dip. Yeah. Like, like in cricket. <laughs> you see... Rubbish sport, but go on. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's a lot. I, I don't know. I don't know if our listeners listeners know much about cricket, but yeah, that that's a big one where the captain has a lot of um, yeah, a lot, a lot of, of on field responsibility. Responsibility, yeah. Well, captaincy, you're you're not just responsible for your own game. Yeah, you're responsible yeah. for everything else. Yeah. So it's just yeah. If, I think if he could focus on his own game, he wouldn't be making as many mistakes mm. because his head would be more in the game. But I think he's he's just conflicted in two minds. And I think he just makes the wrong decisions because he's trying to choose and he puts himself on the back end of that. Mm, yeah. Like he's like, what do I choose? And he's like, fuck, I'll do this. But it's not an yeah. actual thought-out process because he's still stuck in two yeah, minds. Yeah, it's a lot of impulse decision with him. Yeah. It's the type of mistakes he makes. Yeah. I mean, Is that a wrap? I think so. We could talk about how shit United <laughs> and how Maguire are, but um, we'll save it for when we come back, obviously. Yeah. Yep. Thank you very much, listeners. It's been episode three of The Dugout with all the boys. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and, uh, yeah, come back for more. Yeah. Yeah, chuck some comments down and um, chuck some pressure on us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah Tell us what shit. Tell, yeah. us what, Tell us what you think. Criticisms, yeah. everything. Load yeah. it up. Mm. We can tell us we're good, you know. Yeah. Or if even Everyone like, likes to hear we're good. If the um, people listening have any ideas of what they want us to talk about, yeah, yeah. feel free to hit us up because we're quite open. Gives us a lot more things to um, deep dive into, a lot more ideas. So, yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, we're just four blokes having a chat about football. Yeah, that's it. That's what it's about. So, yeah. Viva la football, viva la podcast. All right, guys. See you later. See you later. See you later.